Good morning and Happy New Year to everyone. May this year bring you loads of blessings from the Lord. Um, I want to welcome any visitors we have with you. It's good particularly to see our uh, what's the word? Minister, missionary. missionary, that's it. See, I told so I wouldn't remember from there to here. Our missionary to Phoenix, Arizona, Gordon and his family. It's good to have you back with us, Gordon. Uh, welcome all those listening at home as well, and just pray you'll be blessed as you listen or watch the service. There is no uh, real intimations, apart from the fact that there's refreshments in St Monarch's Isle after the service. Well, thanks so much, Billy. Well, it's lovely to worship together here on a new year, and I do pray that today will be just a day of new beginnings. I think it was, was it Anne of Green Gables that said that each day should be a clean sheet with no mistakes. Well, I'm sure we'll make many mistakes, but isn't it lovely just to know that today we've got a, a new year and we do pray that the Lord will bless us and your own hearts and lives and your own homes, uh, those online as well. We do pray just a, a wonderful new year to come. Well, we're going to worship together. Praise my soul, the King of heaven, to his feet thy tribute bring. And we'll stand as we worship. And then I'll let you keep your seats for the remainder of the hymns. So let's worship together.
And so can we just join our hearts as we pray together? Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for your presence here this day. And Lord, it's a new day. It's a new year. And I ask for each heart here bowed in prayer. Lord, in our weakness, oh, would you be our strength this year. Lord, in our frailty, Lord, be our mighty arm. Lord, in our doubts, in our fears, in our worries, in our sadness, in our anxious moments, Lord, would you be our comforter? Lord, you are our beautiful shepherd. You're the good shepherd. You're the great shepherd. You're the chief shepherd of the flock. And Lord, today we want to sing with all our hearts that you are my shepherd. Oh Lord, this morning, may we just enter your courts with praise and with thanksgiving as we thank you, yes, for the blessings we have known. But oh, how we look to you for a day of renewed blessings, for new every day are your mercies. For great is your faithfulness. And so, Lord, may this time together all be a blessed time as we do offer you our prayers in Jesus' precious name. Amen. The first Bible reading this morning is from the Gospel of John, chapter 3, verses 16 to 18. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. The second reading is from the first book of John, chapter 5, verses 11 to 13. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. I pray that God will add a blessing to the reading of his holy word. Well, we're going to keep our seats. This is our, as you all know, we, we learn a hymn each month. And this is just a beautiful hymn. And it's one that I'm hoping that maybe that will encourage our children to learn as well. It's a lovely him, Jesus said that if I thirst, I should come to him.
Well, I don't know about you, but I've fallen in love with this hymn. The words are so, so precious. And can I encourage you, take them away and even use them for your own prayer time and your own quiet devotions. They're just lovely, lovely words. And so I would like us to turn to our reading this morning. Here in John's Gospel, I I just want to consider for a moment, here's John, the beloved John, the Apostle. Oh, he loves the Lord. And what a wonderful message to give on New Year's Day from John himself, as the Holy Spirit fills his heart to write his Gospel. And John, oh, the precision of his gospel. Only the Holy Spirit could write through him like this. For John, as he penned the gospel and also his letters, they're filled with Christ. They're filled to overflowing with such a passion. Oh, and I'm sure John, I'm sure he would have been wiping the tears of his face as he came to John chapter 3. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John's heart is the reason that I write this gospel is that you would believe in Jesus, the Son of God, the Messiah. But more than that, John writes, he said, yes, I want you to believe. But more importantly, I want you to receive him. Because many through the centuries have believed in Christianity. Many have believed in religions of all sorts. But John isn't interested in just whether you believe in something. He said, have you received him? And that's the question at the end of time. And I know that there are some who who believe in our world today. There are many who believe that you just live for whatever length of time, and then you die, and then you go to the grave, and that's it. That's the bottom line for many And it doesn't matter how long you live or how short you live. Life's just dust anyway. So there's no real meaning. There's no real purpose. You just die and you live. And that's that's called life. And there are many who will hold to that. But John here, he doesn't believe that. For John... He believes with all his heart that no, no, oh, there's life. And it's not just for this life. There is an eternity of love and life in all its fullness. And yes, it begins here. And John now opens up and he says, look, this is why Jesus came. Why did he come? For God so loved the world. And Jesus comes. Why? Well, John gives us a wee hint here. He said, so that whoever believes in him should not perish. For John, 
John knew that the reason that Christ came as a wee child there in Bethlehem, he came as a rescuer. He came to rescue the perishing. There are those in life who are perishing, the gospel tells us. And Jesus came so that we wouldn't perish. He came to rescue the perishing, those without Christ, those who know that they've sinned, they've fallen short of the glory of God. We, we're all in that place. We all know that, Lord, we don't live the perfect life. We haven't lived the sinless life. And John writes, oh, there are those who have no hope. There's just, just that, this is it. No hope. And now Jesus speaks to Nicodemus. The most religious man in Jerusalem. In a sense, he had it all together. And he was so religious, he knew his Bible inside out. Oh, you wouldn't want to tackle Nicodemus. He knew everything about the faith. But Jesus comes to him at night. There in the darkness, not just in the dark of night, but in the darkness of Nicodemus' own heart. Nicodemus was also perishing. His heart was empty. Yes, he, his head was full of knowledge of the Bible. His head was full of knowledge of all things to do with the faith. But his heart was absolutely empty. There was a hopelessness about Nicodemus. There was a darkness that just overshadowed his life. And Jesus came as the rescuer to Nicodemus that night. Oh, I love how Jesus comes in his love, his mercy and grace to this elder man. John tells us in chapter 10 at verse 10, I came that they might have life and that they might have it abundantly. John also tells us in him is life. And that life was the light of men. Peter, remember Peter the disciple, who said, Lord, who else can we go to? For you are the one who has the words of life, words of eternal life. You're the only one we can go to, to know life. This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Yes, today is a new year. And it's my prayer for each one of you, and for those listening online as well, oh, that this year would be a, a, a year of just new life flowing into our hearts, our homes. In First John, as uh, Billy read there in 1 John chapter 5, at verse 13. Notice, these things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Oh, I like that. Here's John now. He, he writes his letter to give us assurance 
that we have life in his name. And John reminds us, look, that life that we can experience, it's not in, a, it's not in religion. It's not in an ideology. It's not even in a discipline of life. It's not in any of these things. This life that we know is in him. It's in Christ alone. This is where you will find life. This is where you will find life in all its fullness. Yes, we can find life in things, in hobbies, in our obsessions. But oh, to know life in all its fullness, John tells us, is in the name of Jesus, the Son of God. Oh, to know life in his name. And so can I just highlight his name? Because that's where we'll find life. And if you notice, if you go through John's gospel, every chapter describes the name of Jesus. <coughs> notice, John, you can go back and read, as you read the gospel of John, notice in chapter 1, he is the word of God. That's his name. He is the Logos. He's the Word of God. In chapter 2, he is the temple of God. When you read in chapter 3, he is the gift of God. Oh, that's our Jesus. He's the gift of God. In chapter 4, he's the living fountain. In chapter 5 of John's Gospel, he's the Son of God. In chapter 6, he's the bread of life. In chapter 7, he is the water of life. In chapters 8 and 9 of John, he is the light of the world. Oh, we could go on. In chapter 10, we quoted earlier, Jesus is the shepherd, the great shepherd, the good shepherd. In chapter 11, Jesus is the resurrection and the life. In chapter 12, he's the king of glory. In chapter 17, he's the servant king. In chapter 14, Jesus is our comforter. In chapter 15, he is the true vine. And we're to abide in him. We're to abide in his name. And we'll know life. In chapter 16, he is the giver of the Holy Spirit. In chapter 17, he's the great high priest, our great intercessor. In chapter 18, he's the suffering Messiah. In chapter 19, he's the savior of the world. And in chapter 20, he's the great conqueror. Oh, that's... That's the name of Jesus, written out in full. But then you come to chapter 21 of John's Gospel, and he is the restorer of all things. Notice as John closes his Gospel in chapter 21, people are being restored. Thomas, the disciples, Mary, the women there, all restored to their Savior in all their sadness, in all their brokenness, in all their weakness. In chapter 21, hearts are restored, and even Thomas. Remember Thomas on the day of resurrection? Where was he? As Jesus was raised, that night, that evening service, Thomas was missing. It wasn't until a week later, 
But John's gospel doesn't finish until, oh, Thomas comes back. And then Peter, oh, what's happened to poor Peter? And we find Peter at the end of chapter 21 of John. Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? And of course, Peter is, oh, Jesus, I do love you. I do love you. I really love you. Oh, I wish I could love you more. Oh, Peter knew he had blundered in his life, but oh, he found life in his name. Thomas found life in his name. Mary and all the women who were there in their, all, in their brokenness at the cross found life in his name. Go through the Gospels, they found life in his name. But as John tells us, oh, don't just believe. Will you receive? Will you receive Christ this morning? We're told that when we abide in him, Oh, life grows. Fruit appears as we abide in Christ, as we receive him. Yes, we're to believe in the name of the Son of God, but we're also to desire to know life in his name. Dare I ask the question this morning, do you know life in his name? I'm not asking, do you believe that Jesus existed? That the faith that we're following is true? I'm not asking these questions. But have you received him? Have you received life in his name? Do you know not just a religion, but do you know a relationship? That's what John's interested in here. He wants us to know a relationship. He wants us to know life in all its fullness. Just holding on to a religion doesn't bring much life. <laughs> But for John, oh, that you would receive him and to know life. And that's the question I would challenge even my own heart. At the beginning of a new year, have I received him? Will I receive him this day? Oh, to receive Christ, our word, our temple. He's our fountain. Oh, he's the bread of life. He's the conqueror. But as John tells us in John 3.16, oh, he is especially the gift of God. And so today, oh, receive him. For God so loved you. He loves you and me. And he wants us to know life because of his immense love. You know, we often think that, oh, Lord, oh, I don't know if he would, I've done so many bad things. Oh, the Lord loves you. Today will you come. Let's come in prayer. Let's just join our hearts as we pray. We'll have a quiet time, and then Helen's going to lead us in our intercessory prayers. Let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can come to your throne of grace at any time through our Lord Jesus. As the new year begins, we are so grateful for your amazing love and faithfulness and for the fact that you call us sons and daughters. 
We thank you also that we can come together as a family to worship you. And as we do so, we pray for all who are housebound or in hospital or suffering from illness that keeps them from joining us today. We remember those who are lonely and ask that all will soon be able to join us again. Father, as we enter another year, new year, we think of our troubled world where there is so much hostility and suffering. We bring before you those who have been bereaved, for families that have been separated, and the many who live in fear. May your Holy Spirit move in power right across this world and bring comfort and the peace of Christ that is so badly needed. Do bless the work being undertaken by the different agencies to provide help and especially those who also seek to bring the light of salvation. We are grateful for being able as a church and individually to contribute to the relief that Tear Fund and other such agencies are providing in many troubled spots. Thank you for the tithes and offerings given today. Bless the givers and let all be given to you, be used to advance your kingdom. We have been so blessed to be able to welcome a number of new people to the High Kirk in the past months, and we pray that many more will follow as we see a spiritual revival in our community. Do bless your word preached today and help us to be, to be doers and not just hearers as we go forward together into 2023. Help us to keep our eyes fixed on you as only you know what the future holds. Let us draw closer to you and live to glorify you. We ask these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, thanks so much, Helen, for leading us in our intercessory prayers. Well, we're now going to close our time together and sing in our hymn, Should Nothing of Our Effort Stand, No Legacy Survive. And if you don't know the, these words, if they're not uh, familiar to you, don't worry. You'll know the tune, Auld Lang Syne. So let's worship together. And I think we should stand to sing.
so may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God our Father and the fellowship, comfort and the power of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and forevermore.